What makes people want to pursue the dream of running professionally, of picking up and moving thousands of miles away from home to chase down an end of questionable rewards? On this week's show, we chat with two guys who decide to move out west and run with the AC hub out there. We'll check in with Rob Deneau and Adam Palomar, and they'll tell us why they chose that path. And we'll also play some Terminal Mile trivia as well. We also catch up with the Speed River and Guelph Griffins coach, Dave Scott Thomas. We'll preview this Sunday's finale to the Something in the Water podcast series. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. Rob Deneau, a former Villanova Wildcat, and Adam Palomar, a former Syracuse Orangeman, both Ontarians by birth, are now calling the hub in Victoria home, chasing some big running dreams. And we caught up with them this week to talk about life and to play some hockey trivia. How how have your winters been going and, uh, you know, where have you been racing? What uh, What's training been like in this indoor season? Oh, I'll start. Okay. Um, yeah, no, on my end, really, I, uh, I didn't race at all, actually. I just, um, just trained through. That was something that, uh, I discussed with, uh, Heather. And, um, yeah, no, I think that was the best thing. I think, like, being a post-collegiate, man, there's so much time. Like, we're going to race, like, into July, maybe even early August, if we make the right, uh, meet. So, on my end, I was just, uh, I'm fine. I just trained through. Yeah. Um, I did do, I ended up doing one indoor race, um, me and uh, Thomas Reaver, we both ran a mile at uh, the UW preview, um, and that actually went that went pretty well. I think I came I came third in like four four, and uh, the race went out pretty slow. I think we went out around two oh eight for the first eight, so we closed pretty good. But uh, pretty much right after that race, um, literally like a couple hours after, we were gonna do a four by eight with. Uh, Thomas Riva, myself, Dan Block, and Ty Fuoco, all, all guys who train out here in Victoria. And um, unfortunately, I was, I was leading off mm-hmm. our relay. And in the first 100 meters, uh, my calf cramped up really, really bad. So I had to drop out as the first leg. So I really didn't help anyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, so, um, so unfortunately, it was, uh, that was crappy. But then uh, my calf actually was pretty pretty tight for the next couple of days and then my knee started bugging me actually and I couldn't run for for about two weeks approximately uh, I was doing a lot of cross training and uh, trying some different rehab things to get my quad loosened up but um, that kind of really put a just put an end to my indoor season unfortunately I was really hoping to I was really hoping to gear up and try to run a good 3k I was hoping to take a shot at actually uh, running under 752 to make the world indoor team but unfortunately Pretty much after that first race, things kind of fell apart, unfortunately. But back on my feet now, and Adam and I were were coming through the work and just working towards uh, maybe like an early meet end of March or um, after Flagstaff, really tearing it up. Well, you know, now that everyone is um, supremely confused, perhaps we should uh, we should go through and, and uh, introduce ourselves. Who who are we talking to today? Uh, I'm Adam. <laughs> And I'm uh, Rob. <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> oh, they they know they know. Um, so, 
I have to I have to wonder because both of you guys are, you know, you're Ontario boys. You you went to the NCAA. Um Rob you went to to Villanova and and Adam you uh you ended up in a couple different places, but you ended up in in Syracuse. What was the what was the big draw out to, you know, the the West Performance Hub? Like what what brought you out there? Um I guess I'll go first on this one cuz I yeah, sure. I was out here first. Definitely. Um so I came out here uh, I think it was September 2016. Um, I finished up my eligibility with Villanova uh, March 20, like two years ago, actually, next again. Um, I finished up my indoor season, and then outdoors, um, I didn't have eligibility. And after thinking over, I really, I was looking at hopefully trying to run uh, for, for a bit after college. I felt like I had a lot of, uh, just, I felt like a, would be leaving something on the table if I didn't continue running. Um, I thought I could go faster at 15 and I really wanted to explore kind of like the longer distance events. Um, my first, uh, I was looking definitely at a couple of groups in Canada, considered maybe staying down in the Villanova area, but um, I talked to Heather Hennegar who uh, came out here in 2013 and kind of started the AC's West hub when they, AC kind of re reorganized like its center system. And, I'd known Heather from the world junior team I was on in 2012 and we kind of kept in touch and I just kind of asked a perspective on, Hey, where like, I'm thinking about running. Um, I was just wondering about your advice as just like a high performance coach. And she was trying to get, uh, she was taking some people on board, uh, especially it was coming to the end of an Olympic cycle um, after in like into the fall of 2016. So timing lined up uh, well there. And I actually came out here on a visit during Easter break um, in my last semester at Villanova and was just really impressed by the IST team that's here. The, everything's really uh, cohesive and the communication's really good, whether it's between like our strength coach, Sandeep, and Heather, and like our physical Brad. Um, like the list, list goes on in terms of support staff we have here. And uh, ultimately, I felt like it was an environment that I could really thrive in and that. I was giving myself a hundred percent to uh, just like trying to be better and just the community that's in Victoria um, I think is something that really made me comfortable uh, kind of coming here. There was a couple guys out here. Um, Dan Block came out the same time I was out or in the, in the, or actually he was in January. Ross came out actually at the same time last fall. Um, so it was good for us to kind of come to Victoria and, feel at a new place together, but the people that were already here made, made me feel really welcome and just at home. And after, after my visit in March, I kind of knew that this is the place that I want to, I want to try out and see where my running can take me. And it's been awesome. Last year was uh, definitely different, not being in the NCAA, but uh, I've really enjoyed myself and I feel like I'm continuing to grow and just trying to try to be better. Got a long-winded answer, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on uh, on my end, you know, I just uh, graduated Syracuse um, last spring. I was in a similar position to Rob; like, had a good collegiate career, and um, you know, I still wanted to yeah try out running. I didn't feel like I, I hit my ceiling yet, and uh, I wanted to take it seriously at least until 2020 because you know it would be it'd be super cool to represent Canada like a world team or an Olympic team, and. Um, yeah, I was thinking mainly about places in Canada, and um, the way things lined up, I was talking to the assistant coach here, Jeff Harris, 
And uh, the timing worked out so that I, I like visited Victoria for a week um, before traveling to Harry Jerome in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I flew down and stayed with Rob and Dan and Cole and Ty, all the guys in the house, and just had a blast. It was great training with them. And, yeah, just getting to meet everyone on the team. Like, I just got the impression that, like, things were great here. Everyone's, like, very professional. Heather's a great coach. And just everything's really, really in place for, uh, for us to perform as well as possible. And so been here for six months now and uh i'm really enjoying it so you know i've uh, i've heard rumblings of, of uh and you kind of alluded to to it yourself rob uh that you might be looking at some, at some longer distances uh you know like the 5k i believe you you ran one last year um but you guys both came in as 1500 meter you know milers uh adam are you are you looking at uh you know something a little bit longer now uh, I think I still want to do the, the, the 1500 for another year or two. And then, you know, like there's always time to move up. And I think that's kind of a natural progression as you, as you get older, you run more miles and you get more rugby fit. Like the, the speed doesn't get much better, unfortunately, but, um, no, 1500 for now, for sure. And have you found anyone to, to train with quite like Justin Knight? Oh man, Justin's, he's his own animal, man. He's just, <clears throat> Yeah, he's a great training partner, and he's a great athlete. And uh, no, but like the training group here has been really awesome. Um, like, I love training with Rob. We probably like line up the most out of anybody. And uh, he's just a hearty guy. You know, he's ready to put in work every day. And uh, eating potatoes <laughs> <laughs> on the aerobic stuff. <laughs> on the aerobic stuff, he really puts me uh, on the ropes, man. I'm dying, but uh, it's good for us both. And then uh, Thomas Riva as well. We train with him a fair bit. And uh, Cole Peterson also. He's coming off a little bit of a. Uh, of a back injury, but he's, he's rounding into form. So, so you know, I, I've, I've heard a lot of talk, uh, you know, about some of the advantages of being out there is, is a really good support team. Maybe you guys can, can talk about that. I mean, like how, how does that line up, you know, all the, all the medical stuff? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I can talk a little bit to this. I guess, um, basically, um, I would say communication is huge between um, everyone uh, on the team. We have like Simon Pearson. He's a he's a Cairo based out of Victoria. He's out at World Indoors right now. Um, two physios, Brad Curry and uh, Trevor Miller. Uh, like Sandeep, our strength coach, who's also um, like can work. He's like an AT. Can work on us as well. But he uh, he's really good on the strength side. Um, I could like literally like nutritionists, mental performance, massage um, therapists. Uh, everyone, uh, when something happens, like for, for instance, I'll take the fall. Um, I actually tweaked my back, unfortunately doing some box jumps, uh, one week, <laughs> literally, yeah, just, like, I, I still get chirped for it. Um, <laughs> and like literally did the box jump, felt my back pull, went to Sandy, who's in the weight room. I was like, my back is kind of like screwed up. Can you look at it? He puts me on the table. He looks at it, sends out a message. I go see Simon at his house. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, my back's really, really bad right now. Can you take a look at it? He's like, yeah, I can slot you in. Go down and see Simon. Um, then everyone's updated. Uh, Patty McCluskey, he's uh, like Team Canada's, or at least for AC, he's the um, head physician, as well as at, uh, like, the Canadian Sport Institute Pacific is also, um, let me back up. Like, yeah, so it's Canada West Hub and the Canadian Sport Institute Pacific, which serves as a center for multiple sports, such as uh, like the Canadian women's rugby team, rowing, triathlon. Um, they kind of work in conjunction with each other, whether it's 
um, like medical stuff or um, IST support and physiology. So having those two together really gives us a lot of opportunities for different things like Trent Stallingworth um, is able to do testing on us like three times a year and actually even more. Um, he crunches our numbers and he can give us training zones. Hmm. Um, when you, yeah, like if, if you get injured, like everyone knows about it within 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they put a plan, they put a plan together with the best possible way that, uh, like you, like a gas lead should kind of get better and everyone stays in the communication loop. So if let's say my Cairo is doing something on me, Sandeep knows in the weight room and he modifies me, uh, accordingly. Um, and Heather, Heather's awesome as well. She's very, um, like proactive and making sure that we're not pushing through, uh, injuries and just keeping us on our feet is, uh, like definitely a big goal. So I would say like overall communication is hugely helpful and just very professional. And it's nothing like I've ever kind of experienced actually at a training center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just to give you an idea about like how things work on a weekly basis, we have like a, a Google sheet that's uh, set up by a manager, Julianne, and we, we like sign up for appointments. And so most people have like two hands on appointments uh, a week. So like maybe one chiro and one physio or one physio and one massage. I, uh, I have physio at three actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's great. It's the best. They actually, they'll actually come, the therapists will have booking hours at the training center. So, um, you can, if, if you don't line up at the time slot that works, you can go see them at their own clinic, but they'll actually come to us and like, uh, work on a bunch of athletes, like four or five at a time, um, depending on like who's slotted in, which is super convenient for us instead of having to go, um, all around town trying to get appointments. So that's super awesome as well. You know, I noticed uh, a couple weeks ago on uh, on Instagram that uh, that Anthony Romanu was was hanging out with you guys. Um, Anthony's a, a bit of a character, and uh, and you can get uh, all sorts of information uh, from him. I'm just wondering, uh, what uh, what was something that you picked up from from his time out there? Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. Well, first of all, Anthony's a lot of a character. He's not a bit <laughs> of a character. There's no doubt about that, man. Um, no, but it's good. It's uh, it's been good training with him. Like he's he's lined up with us for like some of the longer stuff. But um, I'm just trying to think. We've had a lot of eventful conversations. Like <laughs> I can't remember anything specific right now. But um, yeah, so he was um, he was staying like at our guest house for for a couple of weeks, and now he's um, like at an Airbnb just down the street. But uh, no, he's a great guy. He's just a fun guy to talk to and train. Yeah, yeah. He he did this kind of a stint similar last year, actually. He came to San Diego with us um, to the AC camp, and then he came out here um, until the end of March. Hmm. And uh, one, th- one thing I'd say about Romo is that uh, definitely meticulous in his approach. And uh, if he wakes up one day and he's like, oh, he'll feel crappy, like he'll, he'll move his workout or he'll just like work out later in the day and make sure he needs to do what he needs to do. He doesn't have to to like a super schedule um and he's always like trying to find out um okay how can i what little tweaks can i do to get better um and you can see his professionalism from that standpoint for sure and uh like he's he's an olympian and uh just shows that like that attention to detail uh is huge and if you want to if you want to try to get under for him, it's under that 146, hitting those uh, world champ Olympic times. 
So, I mean, you guys have mentioned that, that Flagstaff is coming up and, and maybe some meets at the end, end of March, you know, heading into that, that spring racing season. What are the goals for this year and, and what are the plans? Um, man, yeah, I definitely definitely want a PB, that's for sure. Um, but I think just to give you like a rough racing schedule, I think some people are, um, are going to open up before Flagstaff. I think, uh, like, Rob, you doing that there? Yeah, I think um, I think a few of us, uh, some of the 800 meter girls, I think might head down to the Stanford invite. Um, not sure on that, but um, I think right now I'll either run uh, the St. Patty's 5K on the roads hmm. in a couple of weeks, or uh, I might just go down to Stanford and run a five like I did last year, mm-hmm. and just kind of use it as a fitness checkpoint. See how things have gone since San Diego and try to just keep the ball rolling. Um, <clears throat> I think after, I think during Flagstaff, some of the, some of the crew actually goes down to Phoenix for Sun Angel during that first week. And we'll do an opener there if they don't do an opener at Stanford or um, like a road race or something. But um, yeah, I would love the PB as well. Um, I'd love to maybe do, I did one five on the track this year. I'd maybe like to do two, maybe even three if it works out with the schedule um, and just, just explore that a little more, but I definitely want to run a good amount of 15s as well and uh, just get back under 340 um, and try to just chip away at that. Um, yeah. None of us, I think one unique thing um, just like with our training group is a lot of people are like, we're, we're knocking on the door of standards. No one's got, uh, well, actually Annie LeBlanc is out here. Um, and she made worlds last year, but, um, a lot of us are like on that cusp and we're really trying to break through. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of our goals, just like we're, we're trying to get on that world level and all of us just literally need to run faster to do that. (laughs) Yeah. One second, two seconds, three seconds. So yeah, I think like, yeah, we all just want to take that step forward, like get fit and race ready in the, uh, in the spring. And then ideally, you know, do well in nationals. And, you know, whoever goes to Europe there would be competitive. And NACACs are on the table as well. So it would be good to see people in the group, like, get through that next level. Yeah. If you guys are ready, then uh, I think it's time to to roll out another another round of Terminal Mile trivia. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready, Rob? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Adam and I, were, we're scrambling here a little bit. <laughs> Five minutes before your call, looking up what happened at the 2018 NBA All-Star Game. So hopefully if there's any questions related to that, we could maybe answer them. But we'll see. I'm going to close my laptop now so we're not cheating. Yeah, Adam's that that guy at quiz night where, yeah, he's like sneaking on his phone, like pressing Shazam to find the song. Oh, man. Well, and Fred... I got so ready. We'll be on it. Well, in front of me, I uh, I pulled some cards from my Sports tri- sports Illustrated trivia game, specifically from the hockey category, so I'll have five questions for each of you, and uh, who who wants to go first? This is going to be ugly. I'll go first, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. What NHL franchise has the most Stanley Cups? Like the Leafs? No. Do I, get, do I get a shot at it too? Or no? No, no, you'll have your own questions. Oh. Okay, all right, all right. 
the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, thank goodness. Me from Ottawa, I hate the Leafs, so that's good. (laughs) For the record, I knew that one. (laughs) Without Google. (laughs) Okay, no New York Islanders player has scored over... No New York Islanders player has ever scored 50 goals in a season. True or false? Uh... False? I feel like, ya- who's that guy, Yashin or something? I feel like he may have done it. Or like Bossy or something. I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say yes, someone has scored over 50 goals from the Islanders. That's true. Yes. Mike Bossy was oh, one of them. Oh man, I probably lost 1-0, that's bad. So I, I think Rob just took the lead right there. Uh-oh. All right. Lost the lead. He's going to give me the gears all day. An ice hockey puck is one half inch thick. True or false? Half Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say false. I think it's like slightly thicker than that. Ooh, that's true. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, next question. In 1966, who fired the left-handed slap shot that was clocked at 118 miles per hour. I want to say Matt Sundin, but I know it's not the right answer. So I'm going to have to go... Oh, God, I have no idea. Um, Scott, I want to say Scott Stevens, too, but it's not there. Um, God, 66? Come on, man. We are born in, like, 93, 94. Can I steal Rob's question? I know the answer to this. So, uh, no, you don't. Let's, let's, uh, I have no idea. Um... I don't know. Pass. <laughs> the Golden Jet, Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall. Oh, yes, yeah. Back in the day, it had sticks with like wicked curves. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Who is the only athlete to win a championship in both the NHL and the CFL? You're giving me all the hard ones. Oh, man. This one might be Matt Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> No way, man. This was Lionel Conacher. He did it back in the 20s. And I think he was like a oh, wow. boxer and like he played like pro baseball too. Like he like he had five pro sports on the go. He was pretty legit. Wow. All right. Who won the NHL's most valuable player? Award a record number nine times. The great one, Gretzky. That's the one. That's the, my God. <laughs> that was that was the volley of the year. Yes, <laughs> this guy, the CFL player. <laughs> hey man, we we got to get you to win at least one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Sympathy, sympathy I get it. Who coached the New York Islanders to four consecutive Stanley Cup titles? All right, I'm just going to call this one right now. It's Al Arbor. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Al Arbor did that. All right, back to Rob. All right. Who won the NHL Most Valuable Player Award in 1990 and 1992 playing for two different teams? Hmm. I need two. Um. Messier? 
And th- there we have it, folks. That is the game right there. For oh, the first man, time ever, bored. it looks like Rob has won Terminal Mile <laughs> Trivia. Wait, was it Messier? It was Messier. It was Messier. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, there we go, folks. It, it, it was bound to happen sometime. It was bound to happen sometime. You know what? Thanks, thanks to both of you guys for, for taking the time to, to be on the show this week. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's fun. Something in the Water has been a multi-part podcast capturing the culture and training of the Speed River and University of Guelph track and field clubs. This Sunday, it comes to a close with one last episode, but with a bit of a twist. It'll be recorded live on the Speed River Facebook page at 2 p.m. I caught up with Coach Dave Scott Thomas to discuss. So for the past, I don't know, between 10 and 12 weeks now, um, we've been granted complete and full access into the world of Speed River and the University of Guelph track and field teams uh, in almost an unprecedented way, something that's never been seen before. Um, What people might not know is is that it was actually one of of your brain children. And, um, (laughs) you know, we have to wonder why. Why why did you think that this was a good idea? I, I think there's a few answers to that question. One is when we were growing and building in a little more ride, spent a lot of time uh, thinking about culture and community and, and service, and we certainly get a lot of questions about it. And uh, so if you go back to a video series like Rolling with the River or Early Use of Twitter, which is uh, uh, credit to Chris Moulton, that was a means of... I guess, transmitting culture and a bit of our awareness so we weren't in an enclosed society. So this just seemed like a decent vehicle. Uh, podcasts are popular now, and it seemed like a, a relatively manageable way of getting an inside look at uh, who we are and what we're doing. And then uh, part of it is just personal with you and I. We, we didn't really know each other that well. And you'd asked me for an interview a couple of years ago, uh, which I had declined to do. Uh, you politely asked me, and I, I remember I thought, well, I should... I declined to you in real time, and so I phoned you, and I just remember that brief chat, uh, what was that, three years ago? Oh, uh, and you just seemed like a reason, you, yeah, you seemed like a reasonable person and, and kind of funny, and we didn't talk again until, uh, uh, was it CIs at York a couple of years, and you came over and talked about The Clash, and so I thought, okay, you, you know, I'd listen to your podcast, and you seemed objective, and uh, somebody who had a, a degree of... Uh, uh, integrity within the running community so I just we were kicking ideas around I thought why don't I give you a call and make sure that you knew because I declined that interview this wasn't a close society <laughs> and I was to, do, to share other information and uh, that was when was that that was probably 10 months ago you and I spoke um, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. pretty receptive and then I think once you go there uh, and you for anybody listening what Michael and I have talked about is just uh, his objective journalistic presence so, so your ability to come in and, and have complete access and to report on it uninhibitedly. So if uh, something seemed goofy or confusing, or and I would tend to have that understanding with anybody who's reviewing our, our group, whether it's uh, the majors in the, uh, in the country or local media. I mean, that's, that's their job. Their job is to take a look at you and then report on it from their perspective in objective stance, and if you end up looking like a knucklehead, then that's the way it is. So, uh, uh, so it's certainly been an interesting process. And maybe if I can break down the fourth wall a little bit for anybody listening as well, the um, 
the interviews aren't vetted. We don't know where Michael's going with content or with questions. So all the answers you hear are, are cold. Um, we're not giving them ahead of time or anything. So again, that whole process to me was really has been been fun and uh, interesting to sort of see how it can all work out. So you, you know, I don't uh, I don't want to give away too much just because uh, you know we. You, we we don't want to give away the show for free, even though the show on Sunday will actually be for free as well too. But um, yeah. you know, I I have to wonder have you have you heard gotten much feedback on it? You know, have have you heard from anyone? Uh, yeah, you have to. I don't have much of a social media presence, effectively zero. Um, you know, I use Twitter as a news feed, and uh, but other than that, I'm not. So I don't get feedback that way. So then the feedback I get is people who will take time to either approach me at a competition in person and or who will send me an email, um, you know, or, or pals. So the feedback has tended to be uh, positive and strong, but uh, you would expect that, right, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of those those vehicles. That is, uh, it's, it's, uh, but it's been really encouraging. A number of coaches across the country have taken time out to shoot an email and uh, not all that I know real well, and just sort of say I listen to it, and it's been great to get some insight on how you uh, you do things. So, um, so I've had more feedback, and it's all than I thought I would, and uh, it would be positive. But then the, the, the truthfulness of it is is going to be uh, pulled from numbers that I imagine you have, <laughs> or you'll be able to tell, talk to us about at the end of the series in terms of overall listenership. And um, you know, you and I have discussed a bit of those things, but uh, the way I look at it is it's. Uh, uh, you're the producer, and you're you're the, the creative, and the and the, uh, the journalist in the whole process. So, uh, anyways, it's been pretty cool. Um, and then where was I on the week? Oh, uh, Moltz had mentioned that he was listening to um, the OUA uh, webcast, mm-hmm. and the guys on there mentioned that they'd been listening uh, listening to something in the water. So that was kind of cool. Oh, well, that's that's neat. Good guys, uh, Alex Sear and Corey Belmore, I believe, were were on that, and uh, yeah, both both good guys. Big event coming up uh, this Sunday for for the uh, for the Something in the Water podcast. Uh, perhaps you can enlighten us uh, as to what's going on there. Yeah, well, I don't want to be obtuse here. I'm not sure I can enlighten <laughs> you because um, because I actually don't really quite know or get it. Um, I think I could get it if it was explained to me. I mean, I can tell you what I think I know. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Correct, and uh, but I actually don't know. Uh, I mean, so I get the concept. I mean, you just we're going to sit in a room and be open to uh, people shooting questions at us. But I actually don't know much about the specifics. So uh, again, uh, for anybody listening, this is just one of those things where I'm kind of going along for the ride. It'll be uh, organic, hopefully. And uh, if you've got a, if, if you're out there and listening and so inclined to ask a question, nothing's too big or nothing's too small. You know, uh, you've got a chance to. To listen to a few of us in real time try to to fill your brains up a little bit and explain what we do so um sun, sunday at 2 p.m um hopefully you're getting back from from the chili half marathon if you're if you're there or you know where, wherever you happen to be be sure to get to um a computer and get to the speed river uh facebook page i believe you guys are just speed river on there and uh and you can watch it there um as far as guests go um, I know that there there's still some names that, that are being uh, you know bandied around. We have to get in touch with some agents, you know, the, all the big players and stuff. But uh, who who can we con- confirm at this point, uh, Dave? I know I've booked two o'clock off. <laughs> and, uh, um, 
I guess I've just left so much of this process to you and Dyson to tell me where to go and when, and I just I sit in the chair in a room and, and answer questions. So uh, uh, I'm not sure who we've got. Uh, I, I think such a nominee is Coach Jason Kerr, Dyson hmm. uh, Kerrnery, Scotty McDonald. Uh, um, is Kyle Boardman going to be there, or uh, Jenny Bewald, or Brenda Scott Thomas? I know we floated the idea by Russell, I believe. Um, maybe Jeff Holler. I, I guess the cast of uh, characters, the Motley crew that's been around for the last few episodes, a number of them are going to show up. So, you know, I have a, I have a ton more questions, too, that uh, I hope you can answer. Uh, the musical guest, has the musical guest been, been booked yet? Yeah, I can confirm now that Eddie Van Halen will be playing Facebook <laughs> Live. For... Oh, Michael, this, this is going south, hey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that sounds uh, sounds like a plan. I will be seeing you at 2 p.m. And uh, hopefully everyone listening to this will be seeing us Sunday at 2 p.m. as well, too. That, uh, once again, that's on the Speed River Facebook page. Thanks a lot for, for taking some time today, uh, Dave. Yeah, appreciate it, Michael. Thanks. Enjoy your run tonight. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week, Rob, Adam, and Dave, as well as to Tracky for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at the Terminal Mile. We're also on Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and of course, tracky.ca. If you like this podcast, be sure to check out my other track and field podcast. It's called Something in the Water, and it's all about the Speed River and University of Guelph track and field teams. Thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Music